Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome everybody to Spurs 9501 vlog. Uh, this is a post-match analysis on the 5-0 win at Marine in the FA Cup third round. We have Cam, Steve in London and we've got Steve in Vermont as well with us today to discuss this. Um, there's not much history between the two teams we've never played before so I'm going to pass over to Cam to just give us some statistics and then we'll discuss the match and in particular we want to discuss some of the young players, young Spurs players that came on and what we thought of them. So Cam? Well, I think the most interesting thing about Marine is, is they are, they were formed in 1894, which is probably about the same time as Spurs were formed. And um, it just shows how one club's history diverges from another club. I mean, we could have been playing in people's backyards too um, if we'd gone the way of Marine, as we probably all saw today. Uh, they were formed by a bunch of businessmen um, in the Marine Hotel in, in Crosby. That's how they got their name. Um very interesting. Eighth tier of English football they're playing. Um, and uh, in the Northern Premier League Division 1 North. Uh, that's a bit about Marine. I think the main thing, I can't really say anything about head-to-head. But no. interestingly, or most not surprisingly, 74% of the possession was with Tottenham. We had 19 shots compared to their five. They had two on target. Okay, I don't remember those that well. But uh, we had eight. They had one off target, nine blocked. Uh, our passing was great, 80, 86.8% accuracy. Um, and I think that this, the, the rest of the stats speak for themselves. Yeah. Okay, sorry. One thing I forgot to do was go through the team, actually. So let me just do that now. Well, let me just also say, just one last thing, Bray. Sorry to interrupt you. 161 places between Tottenham and Marine. And I think that is an FA Cup uh, record of the number of a team, of the gap between any team in the history of the FA Cup. Yeah, Another piece of history today made Alfie Devine the youngest player to score in the Spurs shirt ever in the history of the club at age 16. Excellent. OK, so, yeah, so going back to the team, Hart in goal, Doherty, Alderweireld, Rodon and Davis the captain, Sissoko, White and Genson in midfield and Deli, Lucas, Vinicius up front. So, and one last thing I want to add before we start is Crosby, uh, Marina based in Crosby, which is about five or six miles from Liverpool. So it's very close to Liverpool. So um, let's start with Steve in Vermont. Steve, um, give us a bit, tell us what you thought of the lineup and bringing all these young players in and and, and give us some ideas on what you thought there. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what I expected, um, you know, based on uh, Jose's comments in the pre-match, you know, you expected that they wouldn't just play a U23 team. They were going to bring some of the big players, get them either on the bench or, or involved. And, you know, we, we definitely saw that Davies playing from the start, um, Toby from the start. Uh, but at the same time, we were able to rotate nicely. Um, and I think the game plan was entirely Mourinho to a T, um, you know, get the early win, get it, you know, you know, in the first half, and then he can just start throwing on, um, you know, youth players. Uh, we saw Alfie Devine come on um, and really just take it easy in the second half. Um, again, the possession, the stats, the attacks, 
all that kept going. We could have had another couple for sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, we did what we needed to do. We did well uh, with what we needed to do. And we can start looking to the next match. Okay, excellent. So, um, Steve in London, what do you think about the lineup and specifically bringing the new players in? I know Steve Jablonski said that it was a good thing to do that. What did you f- feel about, you know, the, the lineup and, you know, how the young players did? Um, maybe just before I do that, just yeah. to say, I bought, I bought a ticket for this game. Oh, okay. What's that? Virtual so ticket? The, um, because they were selling virtual tickets. Yeah. Um, so I paid £20 for a, for a ticket and a, a donation to a trust because it's probably, I don't know if every, you know, most people will understand these games keep these smaller clubs going for many years. Oh. If they can make a quarter of a million or half a million out of this, this will keep them going. You know, one Kane's weekly wage will keep a club like this going for five years. Oh. So you, you could buy a ticket. And if I win, uh, this is sort of a raffle. If I win it, I get to manage Marine for one pre-season friendly. So look forward to um, a special edition. I better hope you don't win this, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's beside the point. But no, their, their capacity is 3,600 and they have sold 25,000 virtual tickets. So how much, so money, is that, how much money is that going to make them, Steve? Roughly? Well, it, depending on how much people pay, the people can pay between 10 and 20. It'll either be £250,000 or half a million. So it's great, it's, really, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic for a, a small club. And a lot of Spurs fans bought tickets, didn't they? Yeah, they I did. think they did, yeah. Really um, insisted every single one of his team, coach, staff, players bought tickets. But Steve, did that give you access to the game too, to be able to watch it? It was on the BBC anyway, so you could just watch it on on the BBC. Uh, and I think they need. They, I mean, looking at you've asked Ray about the team that Spurs put out. I think um, it was in some ways. I think we had uh, sort of more players in there than I expected. I hadn't expect, expected Toby Alderweireld to play, for example. I thought I thought Sanchez would have played. Um, he didn't even take Kane. I, I would have put Kane on the bench and brought him on for five minutes, but. Maybe that's um, not the right way to do it. But no, I mean, it was a workmanlike uh, professional performance, really. That's all you can say. And looking at the other team, you could see quite a few bellies and um, expanded midriffs under, underneath those tight nylon shirts. So they did pretty well to hang on in there, I think. All right, Cam, what did you think? Let's start talking about some of the young players. I want to talk about Harvey yeah. White, Alfie Devine, Joe Rodon, although he's established now. What do you think how they did? I think they did good, but I also want to have my two pennies, can I please? What I want to say is that it's absolutely incredible to be able to um, stand in your back garden and watch the team with a glass of champagne. I saw people there, uh, they were st- standing over Mourinho's shoulder, literally right next to him. Um, I don't know if any of you noticed, but the uh, the the, the uh, outside the houses they had the numbers there. So when the balls go over the fence, the ball boy can run round and knows which not which house yeah. number to knock on to get the ball back. I mean, isn't that the great old days of what football? I don't really remember it like that, but I'm sure it's it brings back a bit of nostalgia and a bit of romanticism to the game. So I thought that was really nice. I didn't want to see them get hammered. I think it was it was as Steve says, one of the great uh, FA Cup moments even for us um but having said that this was an opportunity for some of those youngsters and for me i mean the really young players that are coming through interesting um but for me what really was rodon was the player that i wanted to keep an eye on because i think we have a weakness in that area and i thought all right it is marine but he played pretty he was pretty solid all the way through 
because I think, you know, th- these team games can be a bit slippery, can't they? In the sense that the, the ball bubbles, the pitches are, are very, very uneven. Our players are used to playing, in effect, on silk, silky grass, not in those kind of uh, pitches. And we've become unstuck in the past many times. Colchester is an example. I mean, and obviously they're a lot higher up, but we have come unstuck at these small grounds. So I thought... Rodon, very good. I thought uh, um, bringing Tanganga on and seeing him start playing again was very good for for us as a team. And uh, I mean, you know, Vinicius. Okay, again, it's um, it's it's Marine, but four goals, very good goals. I thought, he, he, you know, he he, he took oh, three goals. Sorry, his hat trick, very good. You know, he, the two were very, the first two were easy, but you have to be there, don't you, to score it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got to be good for the confidence of the player and, and for us. And the fact that we never had to bring Son on again for once or Kane is a plus or Andombele, even though he wasn't there, which is it's good for us. So, yeah, I, I was very impressed. Alfie, I, I liked. I didn't really think that White has got it yet. He's anywhere near the first team yet. But, you know, he's still a youngster. Uh, Stephen Jablonski, um, give us your thoughts on the younger players that joined him. How do you think they did? and generally about the team performance? Yeah, um, before I get to the youngsters, so, for, you know, one of the first thoughts that I had at the beginning of the match was, well, you know, I really think that this Vinicius and Lucas combo is underutilized at times because uh, they looked pretty good. Like, they play off together as if they've been playing for, you know, a long time now. Um, and some of the fancier tricks and stuff tended to, even when they didn't work out, it was close. It was, you know, hairline um sort of stuff there so I, I really hope that either Vinicius or the combination Lucas Vinicius gets some you know time against some bigger opponents maybe um because I, I think that you know they've looked great together whenever they've played even in Europe um so good to see that that's still paying off and and you know like he had said even though two of his goals were just you know right on the line he did have to be there you could tell that he was making those runs he was getting in those positions uh, and, you know, that's something I feel that Spurs have lacked, uh, especially in, in recent memory. I can't really think of another striker if it's not Kane, you know, just kind of sitting around the box waiting to pick up the scraps. Um, so it was really refreshing to see that for sure. Uh, as for the youngsters, uh, I, I agree. White, probably not first team ready. Uh, he was definitely trying. You know, the energy was there. He was looking to make an impression. Uh, he did some simple things I felt really well, uh, but he too often kind of found himself out of position and, you know, trying to almost waste a lot of energy running backwards and trying to figure out where he's supposed to be. Um, so there's, you know, still a lot of learning there. He's still young, definitely an opportunity. Um, comparatively, I thought Alfie, when he came on, looked much better than I would have expected. I thought his goal was incredible. Um, you know, that's not an easy thing. Yes, it's Marine. Yes, it's, you know, lower opposition. But at the same time, the goalie was right there. Uh, It could have been an easy save for him, but it wasn't. He made it difficult. He shot with power at a tight angle and still managed to sneak it in. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, And for some of the other ones, I mean, Tanganga coming on, he didn't really have much he needed to do. I thought Rodon, he had a couple great blocks where he kind of just threw himself in there. Um, really nice to see. Uh, it, it was a case where a lot of these players took it seriously. And I think that that's something, again, that has been lacking in recent history. 
Um, you know, one of the biggest complaints that I have about Spurs at times is the team when they're playing uh, lower level opposition, they just don't show up. And that's not the case today. The youngsters put in a performance, they got their shift in. It may not have been perfect. It may not have been pretty at times, but, you know, five goals is five goals and we kept the clean sheet. Um, so that's really all you can ask of them. And, and, you know, hopefully that does do something to the confidence and maybe we can see more of them, you know, further on in the cup. Okay, that's great. I mean, from my point of view and my views, I think it was, a, it was, as Steve said, it's all about attitude. We obviously got better players than them, but it was more to do about having the right attitude, willing to scrap, bobbly pitch, willing to get stuck in, you know, and go head to head with these guys. So I think the attitude was really good and the class was always going to tell there. But I want to talk uh, to uh, Cam now. I want Cam to talk about Deli Ali's performance. And then I want Steve in London to talk about Jetson's performance very briefly. And tell me what, how you think they did and whether they deserve to be, you know, getting more starts in there. Cam, Deli Ali? I thought that Deli uh, played a lot better than we've seen him play for a long time. Um, he still has this awful knack of slowing the game down. Yeah. Really, really, really upsets me, that does. Really frustrating when he's got chances to move the ball fast. I know it gets Steve too, which I'm sure he's going to say something about. That's most Steve's probably. Um, but overall, I thought, I mean, you know, he was in the right place. He played some nice balls. He's getting a bit, he looked a bit more match fit. I mean, the problem with that, with De- with someone like Delhi is he looked fantastic against Marine. I mean, and, you know, I mean, doesn't that say it all? I mean, he's supposed to be the player that is one of our best players, but even then we can find something that he probably could have done a lot better. First 20 minutes, I thought, there we go, same old Delhi, really bad. But after that, once the first goal sort of, sort of went in, I thought he played a lot better and probably justified being picked a lot more. OK, thanks. Steve in London, what do you think about... Talk about Delhi because I know you love Delhi, but also I want you to talk about Jetson Fernandez. How did he do? Because... He hasn't played for a few weeks, I think, in the first well, two months, I think. so. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we're assuming he's going to get transferred, aren't we? Mm. Um, we don't know that for a fact, but that's what we assume, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I didn't see anything today that would suggest otherwise. And you have to look at everything through the lens of who we were playing. Mm. Um, you know, people are going to look good, even if they're, they're moderate players of a Premier League standard um, against Marine, all, all due respect to them. Um, but he was busy. He did a few pirouettes in the middle rather than keep the flow of play going. Um, he always looks to me a little, little fragile. I, I worry that, you know, he's going to get a clattering tackle and he's going to snap. Uh, I'm sure that's obviously not the case, but I think he, he did everything that was asked of him, I think, today without setting anything alight. Um, and Delhi, I thought Delhi played well, actually. Um, I thought he, um, he, I think he put in at least one assist and... Um, no, I think he did okay. I would have kept him on for the whole game, if only for, for a bit of confidence, really. Yeah, but, why do you um, think Mourinho took him off? Could uh, have I, think, I think he was mixing it up a bit. Um, and I think he wanted to give other players um, a go, which I think was absolutely fair enough. I, I was, um, I mean, he took Sissoko off, didn't he? And Sissoko was um, completely bossing the midfield and yeah. they couldn't really get near him. Um, I would like to assume... Oh, Marine, that, let's not forget this. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that um, the reason why he took him, I know you want to come in, Stephen, but the reason why I took him off is because I really think that uh, respect to the people of Marine and to the um, the occasion, they wanted to have Bale on just to say they've got, but they played against yeah. Bale and yeah. he was standing there. But I didn't have to. I do don't. It. I disagree with that hundred percent. Mourinho is not the type of guy to do anything to please anybody. I, sorry, At I five nil up, I think he did. At five nil up, he would. 
Okay, Stephen, what do you think about? I want to ask you a couple of things, Stephen in Vermont. A couple of things. Firstly, Joe Hart got lucky with the one shot that they had on target. He sort of misjudged that really. If it dipped a bit more, we could have been one nil down. So tell me, what you th- do you think Joe Hart is an established number two now? And secondly, how do you think that the great Gareth Bale did when he came on? Yeah, Joe Hart for me, the only reason he's really here is to just be that voice in the locker room. I, I don't see him as a number two. Um, I don't think he's been anywhere near his peak for a few years now, which is, you know, when he was in his prime, he was unplayable. But he just makes too many silly mistakes, um, you know, whether he's a lack of concentration or he's just not focused. Um, but without a doubt, his voice is is needed. You know, he's great when he's calling on players and, you know, trying to position them and, and you know, give them that boost, give them that, that push forward, um, especially when they start to slow down a bit. Uh, but in terms of skill and technique between the stakes, it's just not there anymore. Um, I would much rather see, you know, one of the younger players uh, get the opportunity, Whiteman maybe, uh, you know, from the uh, youth academy. Uh, Gazaniga was a weird one to see on the bench just because I feel like his days are done. Um, I would have preferred a, a younger player uh, to come in, even if it's just going to be to warm the bench. But I guess, you know, I'm not Mourinho. Maybe he's got a, a better understanding with, with Gazaniga. Um, but yeah, Joe Hart for me, he's a locker room player and that's about it. Um, Gareth Bale, I think it was mostly just a, a, you know, kind of like a training exercise for him. Um, you know, we're already winning the game without a doubt, no question. Um, and he wasn't exactly playing like it was a champions league fixture It was more, let's just get a run out, you know, stretch the legs a bit you know, uh, against a team that's really not going to pressure you all that much and, and see if we can work you back into fitness because he's been out for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks now. Yeah. So yeah. to me, it's a warm up for him. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I, uh, just to come about and then I'm going to go to Steve for review, but I, I'm a bit worried actually uh, because if, if Hugo Lloris gets injured, I agree with Stephen. I don't think Joe Hart's a capable Premier League number two. I think we're going to struggle there. So I do think we need a proper number two there. Uh, because, you know, I don't think, I think Joe Hart made some mistakes. I can't remember if it was a Europa League match where we drew 3-3. He made a couple of mistakes there. So I don't think he's a proper number two. I think, as Stephen said, he's brought in there because he's won the league. They want him to do stuff in the in the dressing room and stuff like that. But um, that's all it is. Uh, I want to get the other guy's views on Joe Hart. Uh, Stephen in London, what do you think? Do you think he's a capable Premier League number two? I mean, let me just give you something to as a benchmark. Look at uh, Man City. They've got Edison who's in goal, is their number one. And they got a guy called Zach Steffen, who's a US international, is their number two. Uh, is, is Joe Hart on the same level as Zach Steffen, or is he a level below? What do you think? Well, when he misjudged that um, shot in the, um, in the first half and withdrew his hand because he thought the ball was going over and he hit the bar, uh, I certainly didn't think he was. But um, I don't know. I still think there's something in him. He's uh, what I do like about him generally. His distribution isn't isn't bad. When you compare him to Lloris, whereas Lloris appears to have lost the ability to kick the ball, and we, when he gets the ball in the area, you know he's going to put his blue gloved hand up. He's not going to release somebody early, and I feel that Hart does that. And again, if you look at Edison in um, at Man City, then it's a, it's a world apart in terms of distribution. You know, he's almost almost got assists for goals. So, um, but but nevertheless, all, we do clearly need, 
I think we probably need a new goalkeeper, you know, in the wings coming in um, to take over from Lloris, who isn't going to be around forever. Um, so we do need somebody, but it's who it must be difficult to try and recruit somebody of the quality we'd like, knowing that they're going to be sitting on the bench. Yeah, um, they're probably not even going to get you know sort of reserve games just because they're going to have to be on the bench for the um, for the first team all the time. So it is quite tricky. Yeah, Kamal, what do you think about Joe Hart? Well, first thing, just to carry on from what Asim just said, Lloris is uh, refusing to sign a new contract anyway. He's already, he refusing to sign a new contract, sorry? Yes, as of today, he said that he's um, not looking to be signing another contract. So he's going to be on his way then, isn't he? He's on his yeah. way. So that's one thing. So, uh, Joe Hart, I do, do, do two things about Joe. One is I agree with you about his distribution. I like the way that he talks to his defence. He seems to marshal them a lot better on the pitch. Whether it's any good between the sticks is another story, but in terms of getting the getting them uh, moving and getting them, uh, you know, geeing up the players in front of him, there, there's no one better. Shot stopper, great shot stopper, but there's just too many mistakes in him, and his misjudgments that he makes right from that. I will never ever forget um, uh, Clint Dempsey's goal against him in the World Cup. Um, where he just uh, hit, hit a shot from outside of the area. It was a bobbling ball. There was nothing to it. But Hart just like pound, palmed it into the goal to give the USA against England 1-1. That was more or less the end of our World Cup after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, he, I don't think he's ever recovered. I think that he has always got these mistakes in him. And if you want to be, like you said, Ray, a team that, that is constantly challenging, then you can't have a goalkeeper like that. I mean, look what Chelsea had to do with Kepa. £70 million, and now he's not even warming the bench half the time. No. Fair enough. Let's close it off then, guys. I mean, uh, in terms of moving forward, Stephen, the, third, the fourth and the fifth round draw is going to be on uh, Monday here, the double draw, the first time, I think, for a long time. What's your, you know, what do you, how far do you think we can, I'll come to the other guys in a minute, but how far do you think we can actually go in the FA Cup? I mean, we're making a run in the Garbao Cup. I don't see why we can't make a run in the FA Cup. Um, I think Jose is, a, you know, he's a master tactician. He's going to do what he can to stay alive in every competition we're in for as long as possible. I don't see him as being the type of person who's just going to throw something away because he views it as a lesser priority. If he can go for it, he's going to go for it. And if we get some favorable draws again, I don't see why we are not going to keep going for it. Even if it means rotating the squad a bit, I think we saw today we have the quality there for sure. Um, Maybe we need to bring more first team players on if we end up, you know, with like a a championship team or even a, a, you know, bottom of the table premier league team. But I think, you know, if we keep Vinicius Lucas uh, going up top and, uh, you know, can kind of supplement them a bit more, whether it's uh, Sissoko today, who looked like he could have been Ndombele uh, at times with the way he was moving, um, or even just, you know, given a couple uh, other players just a, an opportunity. I think we've got the opportunity to really go for it on, on all fronts we're in right now. Yeah. Depending on what, where, you know, if we're successful is another story, but um, I don't think he's going to throw it away. I think we're going to keep going. No, okay, yeah. I mean, from my point of view, and for the FA Cup, I think this season because there's no crowds in there, getting a, an away draw maybe doesn't make any difference. Really, it doesn't okay. matter because there's no crowd. So this is a good season to try and win the FA Cup. And I agree with Stephen; he's going to put a strong team out. I mean, this is a pretty strong team we put out really today against Marine. So he gave them all respect. So we've got a good chance as long as we get a reasonably decent draw. I think we've got a good chance. Cam, let me come to you now. Um, 
what's your hopes? And I know you want us to win the FA Cup, but how far do you think we can actually go? And a question for you is, how do we prioritise this? Because we've got the Carabao Cup final coming up. The Europa League's going to be starting up. We're handily placed in the league. Where does the FA Cup come in terms of priority? Well, I think if we can have uh, replicate our luck that we've had in the Carabao, because let's face it, we played Chelsea, won on penalties, then we had um, we had Stoke, and then we had you know we basically had it quite easy getting that getting to where we are in Brentford, right? If we can get Crawley in the next round, Colchester or whatever in the round after that, then I think we've got a good chance of getting somewhere. Come back to my uh, question about priorities. Where should the FA Cup be prioritised in terms uh, of? I think that the, with the history of Spurs and the FA Cup, it should be a very high priority for me. I still can't see us winning the league, but the FA Cup, we need to get those glory days back. I mean, we were the FA Cup team. We haven't been for a very, very long time. So I, personally, I would like to see us prioritise it. I'd just like to say one last thing before I, I, I round up, and that is uh, I think congratulations are in order. It's the first game that Hoybier actually got a rest. Yeah, and uh, what's up? So I mean, hopefully he's lying somewhere, uh, getting massaged and getting himself fit. Because I mean, that was a that in itself for, for Spurs fans who've been very very concerned about his health. That was a, that's a plus for us. And Kamal, did you want to share something you shared with me about uh, Liverpool putting a bid in for Hoybier? Did you want to share that? Yeah, with yeah, I did share it with Steve in London, but uh, um, to, yeah, apparently Hoybier is so highly rated that Liverpool are preparing an eighty-one million pound bid for him. Um, uh, because um, uh, they feel that he will be the make the complete team for them. That kind of money, Levy, how much did Levy pay for him? Was it fifteen million? Fifteen million, yeah. yes, but he did. You know, I mean, but can't see it happening. Can't see it happening for anything. I mean, the issue is here, and Steve knows very well this. Is that you know, Hoybier this year eighty-one million, next year five million if he if he underperformed. <laughs> we had that with Ericsson. We had that Delhi Ali was at, at times told, talked about as a two hundred million pound player. Do you no, anyone see that now? No, there is that. It must be plaguing on that Levy's mind. Okay, great. Steve, finish off from you in terms of... Yeah, just, just in, terms of, in terms of the last thing Kamal said about Hoybier, um and one season being very different to another, I'm just look at Wanyama, who did the same, really. He came in the first season, and by the end of that year, we'll, we'll, he's worth £80 million. By the end of the second season, we were lucky to get a free transfer. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that won't be the case. Um, but in terms of can we go all the way, I think we can. Um, we do get... We have been lucky this season. Um, Kamal talked about the League Cup. Of course, we got a bye against Leighton Orient because they uh, they came down with COVID. Um, and I think Aston Villa may be coming down with COVID but prior to, to the match this week as well. Um, Mourinho is obviously good at one-offs. You know, he can tactically set up to win a game. Uh, and again, in terms of priority, I mean, my priority would always be the League It's always got to be the league. We're not winning the league, though, Steve. We're not winning. I know it's not, but I still think. Would I put? I've I've seen I've seen games where I think when Spurs are playing, I said if only we'd bring that form into the league, um, or I'd swap that result for the for the for a win against um, Arsenal or Chelsea or Man City in the league. I have said those things. I, I appreciate that we may not do it, but I still would like us to be sort of somewhere in that area. Um, Steve, towards the end of the season. Let me put it to you, Steve. Top four or the FA Cup? Oh, dear. Top four means that you are in the Champions League. No doubt. Top four. Sorry. No so doubt. I would go with that. What about uh, you, Steve Jablonski, yeah. in Vermont? Top four or Champions League place? 
Uh, I'd go Champions League for yeah. sure. Oh, if we're not going to win the league, then as long as we're in the Champions League, that's well, I mean, top four FA Cup. Sorry, I said that wrong. My apologies. I mean, I would, I would, I want top four and the FA Cup win. So, why of course, yeah, of course, and the Europa League, yeah, yeah, okay, guys, listen, thanks very much for that. Um, appreciate all your input and everything. Really good win, expected, but I think we did well. Benefit of having some youngsters get some experience, and we look forward to the fourth and the fifth round draw on Monday. See who we get. And uh, come on, you yep. Spurs, and we'll oh, see you on the next post match analysis. Let's hope it's crawling. Let's hope it's crawling. Take care. Bye. Yeah. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.